Welcome to On Point, Canadian Classic Edition. Vance, happy Canada Day. Happy Canada Day. I think it used to be called Dominion Day, didn't it? Mm, yeah, uh, funny side won the Dominion. Yes, he did. In his last season of racing. <laughs> What's that? Going, his like, uh, I, I think so, going a mile and a quarter. So, uh, you know, major victory in Canada, champion three-year-old Kentucky Derby winner. Yeah, yep. well, he won our Kentucky Derby, which is uh, the top American classic and the top Canadian classic. Is Sunday the Queen's Plate. Uh, always sort of ironic to me that the biggest race is on July 4th Eve, but of course it is Canada Day weekend as well. So they have that covered, but uh, a little different than how we do our classics. Theirs are limited uh, to Canadian breads. Uh, so not uh, there's no grade attached as ours would be, but still, uh, you know, between what Woodbine does, going all out, uh, the uh, the event they've made it, and you know, honestly, especially the last few years, the deep fields they get make it a compelling race, and then the card throughout is worth looking at. Lady Shipman, uh, some other big names, Kelly Riley has some previews up of the turf races, uh, so check out the blog for that. But we're going to focus on the big one, the classic, the million dollar Queen's Plate. And uh, Ami's Gizmo, Amy's Gizmo, not quite sure how to say it. I, I like Ami because that is less likely to be confused with the Philly. Uh, and of course, Amy's Flatter is uh, associated and yeah. uh, a cult. So uh, he's the favorite, but I'm, I'm looking in a different direction because I think there's a lot of pace. But what do you make of this field? Uh, when you first look at the race, there's just a, an abundance of speed in yeah. there. And it's a really tough race to handicap because you really don't know what's going to go inside the heads of these jockeys. Are they, <laughs> if they're on a speed horse, are they going to decide to take back knowing there's a whole bunch of other speed that they have to contend with? Are they going to be the ones to go out for the lead? I mean, it's just a very difficult handicapping puzzle. And I've kind of found this to be the case ever since uh, Woodbine moved to a poly track surface. Uh, it, it, for me, personally, it's just not quite as easy uh, to uh, handicap for that kind of surface uh, compared to the old dirt surface or whatever. So uh, uh, that's my first impression of the race so far. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, you know, on the Brisnet PPs, uh, every entrance except one is either an E or EP type. Uh, so to me, I did sort of default to the one who's not, and that's the Philly Gambles Ghost. Uh, not only because of that, although that certainly stuck out to me, but Ghost Zapper, I certainly don't mind at a mile and a quarter. I don't mind on synthetic. And as a filly, she gets five pounds, and the Queen's Plate isn't quite the arc, but similarly, you know, prestige-wise, fillies do well in the Queen's Plate. There's certainly, you know, this isn't, uh, well, can the filly beat the boys? We've seen it happen plenty of times. They run well, they perform well, and to me, given the pace that you talked about, uh, she certainly fits. And, you know, the Derby were hit over the head with it. You don't hear as much chatter about the distance at the Queen's Plate, but, it, you know, to me it is a factor, certainly. Ten furlongs, it's the classic distance. I think she's, uh, bred, you know, maybe not the best bred, but as well bred enough to me to get the job done at 6-1. to one. Who'd you land on top? Uh, I'm kind of leaning towards another ghost sapper, as a matter of fact, Esposito, trained by Tom Proctor. He started his career in Southern California last fall, did pretty well. Uh, he's only had one prep for this, a seven furlong allowance race that he uh, showed a bit more tactical speed in than uh, any one. And uh, he hasn't gone beyond a mile yet, but in his one race at a mile, he narrowly lost to discreetness and uh, mm -hmm. sudden breaking news in the springboard mile at uh, Remington Park last December. So he's been keeping very good, very good company so far. Uh, like I said, not very uh, experienced going two turns, but I think he's got a pretty legitimate shot. Uh, he, I think he's listed at eight to one in the morning line. So I uh, think you'll get it. 
I think he'll. I think he can get it quite well, and he's got a pretty good pedigree too. Uh, second dam was Queen Elizabeth II Challenge Cup uh, winner, collect the cash, who uh, also uh, reared uh, uh, Stately Victor, who won the Bluegrass mm. on Poly Track and also won the Ontario Derby at Woodbine. So he's got a lot of little things going for him, and I think he's uh, worth it at that price. Yeah, I like it. Uh, and now to me, uh, as I said, they're all either E or EP types, except the one I picked. Uh, another one I'm pretty keen on is All on Red. I tweeted about the name I thought was really clever, being by Hardspun, referencing, I'm guessing, a roulette wheel, which is, is spun, and you can bet on red or black or zero. But uh, All on Red, to me, I looked at because his late pace ratings are as good as, as anyone in the field, including Gamble's Ghost, uh, but he figures to be a little closer to the pace, has an inside post position. I think of all the speed horses, he might end up getting the best trip. I don't think he's going to be a gate-to-wire type, so he'll definitely, you know, might even up mid-pack, depending on what they do to his, his outside, and the late pace ratings are there to reel him in. Hartspun, I'd say I'm not as bullish on. It's go Safford a mile and a quarter, but he did run second in the Kentucky Derby, and against these, uh, I think a, a brilliant sire like that can get the job done. If we were talking about the Kentucky Derby, maybe you'd say, well, that's not the best, but I think on Tapita especially, Hartspun performed well at Turfway. Uh, he fits, and he's uh, 10 or 12 to 1 on the morning line. So uh, definitely one I'm going to be using underneath and in some of those 20-cent pick fours. Yeah, he was another long shot that intrigued me as well. You know, he's kind of got a late start to his career earlier this spring, but he really showed a lot of guts in that aqueduct maiden win. Uh, setting a fast pace uh, was under uh, pressure the whole way and dug in and uh, won by about a half a length. And then last time in his debut at Woodbine, he kind of, uh, pressed the pace all the way and wound up finishing second, but it was a really uh, good, uh, uh, hard race, uh, hard, uh, good prep to put into him going into the Queen's Plate. So, yeah, I, I really am intrigued by him as well. All right, anyone else? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> all right, well, it's a deep field. We can't go through them all anyway, so that's for the best. But uh, to recap, I am on Gamble's Ghost on top. Uh, and all on red is uh, my my long shot play, and for you Esposito and all on red as well. All for right, the long shot well, play. we have, we agree on maybe a key underneath to have some fun with. And with Woodbine, uh, the twenty cent minimums uh, give you an opportunity to to spread a little bit if you have a strong opinion. You know, play around a little bit with all the combos. So uh, we'll have free PPs in the comments below, a link to some of our blog stuff as well. And uh, thank you for filling in for James, and you'll be back for Turf Talk next week. I'll be here. All right, until then.